Chapter Four of Callista by John Henry Newman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Juba. There was more of heart, less of effort, less of mechanical habit in Agellius's prayers that night than there had been for a long while before. He got up, struck a light, and communicated it to his small earthen lamp. Its pale rays feebly searched the room and discovered at the other end of it Juba, who had silently opened the door, and sat down near it. While his brother was employed upon his devotions, the countenance of the latter fell, for he was not to go to sleep with the resignation and peace which had just before been poured into his breast. Yet why should he complain? We receive consolation in this world for the very purpose of preparing us against trouble to come. Juba was a tall, swarthy, wild-looking youth, he was holding his head on one side as he sat, and his face towards the roof. He nodded obliquely, arched his eyebrows, pursed up his lips, and crossed his arms, while he gave utterance to a strange, half-whispered laugh. <laughs> he cried, So you are on your knees, Agellius. Why shouldn't I be at this hour? answered Agellius, and before I go to bed. Oh, everyone to his taste, of course, said Juba but to an unprejudiced mind there is something unworthy in the act why juba said his brother somewhat sharply don't you profess any religion at all perhaps i do and perhaps i don't answered juba but never shall it be a bowing and scraping crawling and cringing religion you may take your oath of that what ails you to come here at this time of the night asked agellius who asked for your company i will come just when i please said the other and go when i please i won't give an account of my actions to any one god or man devil or priest much less to you what right have you to ask me then said agellius you'll never get peace or comfort as long as you live that i can tell you let alone the life to come juba kept silent for a while and bit his nails with a smile on his face and his eyes looking askance upon the ground i want no more than i have i am well content he said contented with yourself retorted agellius of course juba replied whom ought one to wish rather to content i suppose your creator creator answered juba tossing back his head with an air of superiority creator that i consider is an assumption oh my dear brother cried agellius don't go on in that dreadful way go on who began is one man to lay down the law and not the other too is it so generally received this belief of a creator who have brought in the belief the christians tis the christians that began it the world went on very well without it before their rise and now who began the dispute but you well if i did answered agellius but i didn't you began in coming here what in the world are you come for by what right do you disturb me at this hour there was no appearance of anger in juba he seemed as free from feeling of every kind from what is called heart as if he had been a stone 
In answer to his brother's question, he quietly said, I have been down there, pointing in the direction of the woods. An expression of sharp anguish passed over his brother's face, and for a moment he was silent. At length he said, You don't mean to say you have been down to poor mother? I do, said Juba. There was again a silence for a little while. Then Agellius renewed the conversation. You have fallen off sadly, Juba, in the course of the last several years. Juba tossed his head and crossed his legs. At one time I thought you would have been baptized, his brother continued. That was my weakness, answered Juba. It was a weak moment. It was just after the old bishop's death. He had been kind to me as a child, and he said some womanish words to me, and it was excusable in me. Oh, that you had yielded to your wish, cried Agellius. Juba looked superior. The fit passed, he said. I have come to a juster view of things. It is not every one who has the strength of mind. I consider that a logical head comes to a very different conclusion and he began wagging his own to the right and left as if it were coming to a great many oh well said agellius gaping and desiring at least to come to a conclusion of the altercation what brings you here so late i was on my way to jucundus he answered and have been delayed by the succoth benoth in the grove across the river here they were thrown back upon their controversy agellius turned quite white my poor fellow he said what were you there for to see the world answered juba it's unmanly not to see it why shouldn't i see it it was good fun i despise them all fools and idiots there they were scampering about or lying like hogs all in liquor apes and swine however i will do as others do if i please i will be as drunk as they when i see good i am my own master and it would be no kind of harm no harm why is it no harm to become an ape or a hog you don't take just views of human nature answered juba with a self-satisfied air our first duty is to seek our own happiness if a man thinks it happier to be a hog why let him be a hog and he laughed this is where you are narrow-minded i shall seek my own happiness and try this way if i please happiness cried agellius where have you been picking up all this stuff can you call such detestable filth happiness what do you know about such matters answered juba did you ever see them did you ever try them you would be twice the man you are if you had you will not be a man till you do you are carried off your legs in your own way i'd rather get drunk every day than fall down on all fours as you do crawling on your stomach like a worm and whining like a hound that has been beaten now as i live you shan't stop here one instant longer cried out agellius starting up be off with you get away what do you come here to blaspheme for who wants you who asked for you go go i say take yourself off why don't you go keep your ribaldry for others i am as good as you any day said juba i don't set myself up 
answered agellius but it's impossible to confound christian and unbeliever as you do christian and unbeliever said juba slowly i suppose when they are according each other they are confounded he looked hard at agellius as if he thought he had hit a blot then he continued if i were a christian i'd be so in earnest else i'd be an honest heathen agellius coloured somewhat and sat down as if under embarrassment i despise you said juba you have not the pluck to be a christian be consistent and fizz upon a stake but you're not made of that stuff you're even afraid of uncle <laughs> nay you can be caught by those painted wares about which when it suits your purpose you can be so grave i despise you he continued i despise you and the whole kit of you what's the difference between you and another your people say earth's a vanity life's a dream riches a deceit pleasure a snare fratres carissimi the time is short but who love earth and life and riches and pleasure better than they you are all of you as fond of the world as set upon gain as chary of reputation as ambitious of power as the jolly old heathen who you say is going the way of the pit it is one thing to have a conscience answered agellius another thing to act upon it the conscience of these poor people is darkened you had a conscience once conscience hmm conscience said juba yes certainly once i had a conscience yes and once i had a bad chill and went about chattering and shivering and once i had a game leg and then i went limping and so you see i once on a time had a conscience oh yes i have had many consciences before now white black yellow and green they were all bad but they are all gone and now i have none gellius said nothing his one wish as may be supposed was to get rid of so unwelcome a visitor the truth is continued juba with the air of a teacher the truth is that religion was a fashion with me which is now gone by it was the complexion of a particular stage of my life i was neither the better nor the worse for it it was an accident like the bloom on my face which soon he said spreading his fingers over his dirty coloured cheeks and stroking them which soon will disappear i acted according to the feeling while it lasted but i can no more recall it than my first teeth or the down on my chin it's among the things that were agellius still keeping silence from weariness and disgust he looked at him in a significant way and said slowly i see how it is i have penetration enough to perceive that you don't believe a bit more about religion than i do you must not say that under my roof cried agellius feeling he must not let his brother's charge pass without a protest many are my sins but unbelief is not one of them juba tossed his head i think i can see through a stone slab as well as any one he said it is as i have said but you are too proud to confess it it's part of your hypocrisy 
well said agellius coldly let's have done it's getting late juba you'll be missed at home jucundus will be inquiring for you and some of those revelling friends of yours may do you a mischief by the way why my good fellow he continued in surprise you have no leggings the scorpions will catch hold of you to a certainty in the dark come let me tie some straw wisps about you no fear of scorpions for me answered juba i have some real good amulets for the occasion which even bulacog and uffa will respect saying this he passed out of the room as unceremoniously as he had entered it and took the direction of the city talking to himself and singing snatches of wild airs as he went along throwing back and shaking his head and now and then uttering a sharp internal laugh disdaining to follow the ordinary path he dived down into the thick and wet grass and scrambled through the ravine which the public road crossed before it ascended the hill meanwhile he accompanied his quickened pace with a louder strain and it ran as follows the little black moor is the mate for me when the night is dark and the earth is free under the limbs of the broad yew-tree twas father cham that planted the yew as he fed it fat with the bloody dew of a score of brats as his lineage grew footing and flaunting it all in the night each lock flings fire each heel strikes light no lamps need they whose breath is bright here he was interrupted by a sudden growl which sounded almost under his feet and some wild animal was seen to slink away juba showed no surprise he had taken out a small metal idol and whispering some words to it had presented it to the animal he clambered up the bank gained the city gate and made his way for his uncle's dwelling which was near the temple of astarte End of chapter four